welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What is up, you guys? Happy October. I don't know if you noticed, but I took the month of September off, so I'm so sorry. Hopefully, you guys got caught up with the podcast. If you guys haven't listened to all episodes, hopefully you took September to do that. I just took the month to really re-energize. Honestly, if I'm being really honest, September was a hard month for me mentally. I (laughs) was talking to a friend about just like seasons of life and ups and downs. And sometimes those lower moments, those lower months help you just appreciate the happy months and the better months. I am feeling so good about October though. I'm really excited about this month. Today's episode, as you guys can probably tell from the title, is Q&A. A while back actually, I did um, a Q&A thing on my Instagram and got a bajillion million trillion questions. So I'm answering them all here. In the show notes, it's going to be like sectioned off. So the sections that I kind of divided all the questions into, we have mindset slash lifestyle. I'll hit that first. Next, we have business. Then we have relationships and dating. Then we have fitness. Next, we have travel. And then we have kind of just like some miscellaneous sort of stuff. So that is what we're going to be covering today. I'm really excited about it. These are really great questions and honestly, things that I love talking about. And honestly, some of these things are things I have never even put out there into the world. So we're just going to, you know, hit it today. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy this episode. Honestly, it's just going to be raw, real, which per usual, actually, let's be honest. Before we get started, though, I'm really excited to bring you guys a little bit of a plug. (laughs) Okay. And I wanted to chat with you guys really quick before we dive into the episode about my fitness app. So I don't know if you guys know about it, but I am doing a little discount this month. So it is a membership to have access to unlimited workouts. Here's the thing, guys. Sometimes, especially with this state of the world today, I know that it's hard to find a place to do your workouts. Maybe you're struggling and you don't have a personal trainer. Maybe you get to the gym, but you don't know what to do. Maybe you can't even make yourself go to the gym and you're wanting to do some home workouts, right? Okay. So my fit life, fit me app is where I have everything. So in there I have literally, I have gym workouts, progressive overload workouts. I have uh, hit workouts, home workouts, full body workouts, all of the things that you need. I also have my actual personal training plan in there. So if you want to literally work out with me, do the same workouts I'm doing every day, you can do that with me. It is a subscription. So you subscribe $19.99 per month, and you are going to get access to all of those workouts. Here's the thing. For the month of October, I'm doing a little discount, and you can get $5 off, which makes it $14.99 a month, and you still get access to all of the same workouts. So go to app.anniefitlifefitme.com dot com. Use the code FITLIFE, all caps. It is cap sensitive, so make sure FITLIFE, F-I-T-L-I-F-E. When you go to the website, A-P-P dot A-N-N-I-E-F-I-T-L-I-F-E-F-I-T-M-E dot C-O-M. <laughs> all right, cool. So now that you guys know about that, now let's dive into the episode. Okay, we're starting with the mindset and the lifestyle questions. Okay, the first question we're going to hit on today is how do you overcome insecurity and become so confident? I am struggling. Okay, this is a question that I love. I have actually an entire episode here on the podcast about building confidence. It is probably from last summer, so scroll all the way back to those beginning episodes and find that episode on confidence because I go 
go into it. I dive into this question. So my confidence journey has been a long journey. If you guys have followed me for a while or listened to really any of my real talks, I always share with you guys the fact that I used to be super insecure and super unconfident in who I was. I was somebody that walked around trying to be just like everyone else, trying to dress like people, trying to be liked, trying to be, you know, fitting into the right groups of people. People pleasing was my thing. Okay. And I was really good at it. I was really good at seeing, you know, oh, what is everybody else doing around me? Okay. I'm going to just do that. And, you know, maybe they'll like me. Okay. And the biggest thing for me is in that time of my life, I wasn't sure who I was. I wasn't. And because I didn't know who I was, I didn't know how to be. And I didn't know how to be confident in myself because it's like, who am I? Right. So I just want you guys first and foremost to know that if you struggle with self-confidence, like you're not alone. Okay. You're not alone but it is something that you can work on. And I have a few things that I'll share with you guys. And the first thing is changing the narrative in your head, changing the words that you tell yourself, changing the way you speak about yourself, right? I think it's so common to speak negatively about yourself in public to friends, to family, like, oh, I'm, I'm so fucking stupid. Or, you know, oh my God, I'm, I'm so dumb. Or, you know, ew, this looks terrible. I'm so ugly. I'm so fat, right? Like those things come out of your mouth. And if that's coming out of your mouth, it's because it's going on in your head. And so first and foremost, guys, change the narrative. Change the way you are seeing yourself, okay? Because you are beautiful. You are fucking amazing. You are the only you that there will ever be. So take pride in that, okay? And start telling yourself that. Like literally tell yourself that story, write it down, look at yourself in the mirror and say it. I am huge on positive affirmations and power posing. I know it sounds dumb, but literally stand in the mirror in a pose that has you feeling powerful and say positive affirmations about yourself. Affirm the things that you want to, you know, dive into and you want to become. And I know in the beginning, when you start doing this, it's going to seem ludicrous. It's going to seem like, you know, you're lying to yourself or, you know, you honestly might even not even be able to get some of those words out and some of those thoughts out. But uh, I encourage you guys, if you have to put post-it notes around your mirror with compliments, with positive phrases, with, you know, I'm a badass, you know, I am abundantly blessed. I have an amazing life. I am beautiful. My body is strong, you know, that type of stuff. And those can be the words that you say first thing in the morning, anytime you look in the mirror, but that habit will start to change that narrative in your head. And that is something that has helped me a lot. Okay. I used to be very critical of myself and now I truly love myself. I have my bad days. I do, but I know what I bring to the table. I know who I am because I have, I have worked on that. Okay. The other thing is a different form of confidence. I think, you know, it's the confidence, not the physical side, but like, you know, oh, I'm not capable of doing things or I'm a failure or, you know, I, I just can't, you know, it's that side of the confidence that I want to also touch on. And the thing for me, that's really important in building confidence in yourself, showing yourself that you can do the things you set out to do is starting with the small things. Okay. So literally this is a tip that I have given actually before, but it sounds really silly, but start your day every day with three simple tasks that you are going to do. So it can be like, I'm going to walk for 30 minutes. I'm going to make my bed and I'm going to do my full skincare routine, right? Or like whatever it is, but simple things, nothing crazy, nothing like that stresses you out a whole bunch, but just things that you're going to do throughout the day and write those down. Okay. Then do them. Okay. Do those things that you say you're going to do and do that for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, you know, continuously tell yourself what you're going to accomplish and then follow through with those things. And again, they can start off being really simple, like make my bed. I'm going to walk the dog. You know, it could be super simple things, but the more and more that you follow through with these simple things, the more and more you're going to have confidence in yourself that you can do the more complicated things or the things that are, you know, a little trickier or, you know, that are, that were a little bit harder for you, but having that confidence in yourself to be like, Hey, I said, I was going to do these things. And I did those things, right. That's where you start to build that confidence in your ability to succeed. And I'm telling you guys, it then can work its way up to, you know, uh, not just daily things, but weekly things and monthly things. And, you know, then you're not going to set goals where like, I'm going to do this thing in the back of your head. You're like, am I really probably not because you're going to have built that confidence in your ability to succeed.
if that makes sense. Well, that was a long-winded answer. Go listen to the full podcast I did on confidence if you want more on that question. Okay. Um, next question is, when did you realize your potential? I don't know if I've ever realized my potential. Okay. Hmm. What I actually have to say about this question is I don't think I realized what I was capable of or, you know, my potential, how this person puts it, until I started to do things that seemed like only dreams at one point, if that makes sense. So um, once I started acting on the goals that I had in life. So for me, honestly, when I started to pursue leaving the military and everybody would tell me like, oh my God, that you can't do that. You know, you're not going to be able to get out of your contract or, you know, nobody's done that. Nobody does that. Just chill, do the, do the whole time, whatever, whatever. Like when I started to actually take action on the things that I wanted in life, that is when I realized how powerful I am as a human being. And, and you are too, like, honestly, if you're listening to this, you are freaking powerful. Okay. You are a powerful being and you are capable of so much, but maybe you don't know that right now. And so if you don't, if you don't believe that about yourself, I encourage you guys to start taking action in the things you've always wanted to do. Honestly, honestly, like life is so short. If you're worried about what people think about you, if you're worried about failure, fuck it. Like that, that's not going to go away by just sitting on it, right? Start to take action in the things that you want out of life because your energy is going to be reciprocated. Like I, I promise you. So that's, that's that answer really short and quickly is just once I started to take action, once I started to, you know, build my business, once I started to, you know, put things out and was able to I talk about actually when I started my Instagram, my fitness page, that whole thing. And anyway, I'm going on a tangent right now, but long story short, take action. Okay. How did you realize your dreams were achievable? Okay. This is kind of similar to that. Honestly, when I just started again, taking action, when I started, when I built my business, when I took, you know, daily action in the things that I wanted to achieve. So if you guys have something in your head that you're like, I've always wanted to do this, or, you know, I've always wanted to go here. I've always wanted to try this. Just do it. Like do it. (laughs) um we put all these like fake limits on ourselves, and I'm telling you that doesn't have to be how it is so just start taking actions in the things that you want okay how do you keep your positive energy and not let negativity from those around you get to you not random strangers but close friends and fam okay so for this, I have a, a little bit of a story. When I started my business back about almost on like four and a half years ago, I was confronted with a lot of negativity, a lot of like people not believing I was going to be able to do it, people, you know, tearing me down, making fun of me, all that sort of stuff. And truthfully, it was hard. <laughs> and I want to tell you now, guys, I'm not always just like a positive vibe person. Like I've, I've low days too, Okay. However, when you're receiving that negative energy from the same people time and time again, the biggest advice I have for you is to just take that out of your life. You don't have to be surrounded by that. And maybe it's your mom who's super negative. Okay, then limit your exposure to your mom. It's just like, okay, like if you hated a food, why would you keep eating it, right? If you know that it has you feeling bad. For me, I recently found out that I'm allergic to pistachios and it's because every time I would eat them, I would, my tongue would go numb, puff up. Like I'd get these tingles in my throat and literally feel like I have to itch my throat. Okay. Okay. So why would I keep eating pistachios if I know that it gives me that reaction? Okay. But I know that when I eat berries, they taste good. They fill me up. They feel good. Okay. I'm going to go towards the things that have me feeling good and I'm going to step away from the freaking pistachios. Okay. So long story short, big analogy for if you know people or things that give you positive energy, positive vibes, increase your exposure to that and reduce your exposure to the things that have you feeling negative. Um, even if it is family, I'm just going to have to say like, you are not forced to spend 24 seven with your family. Um, and People can be important to you, but you can also have the conversation of like, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And every time, you know, I'm around you, you make me feel X, Y, Z. And I, I just really can't have that. Setting that boundary 
first off, it might open a, a conversation for you and this person to chat through that. Maybe they didn't even know that they're making you feel a certain way, right? So I would do that and, and set that boundary. But if they don't understand, they're like, blah, 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 you know, fighting you on it. Say, no, uh, no, I'm sorry. I need to do this for me. Okay. Take control of your life. Take control of your energy, your emotions, your feelings, because you have that control. Um, by not walking away from the negative energy, you're literally allowing yourself to feel that way. Okay. All right. <laughs> next question. How do you get past next month's syndrome? Okay. Honestly, I get, I've gotten next month's syndrome many times the last few months. <laughs> and okay. I have a few answers on this one. One answer is if you're getting a lot of resistance on something, if you're finding that like you keep setting this one goal and it's just like so much resistance mentally, emotionally, just you physically like can't get yourself to do it. Think about another approach. If you really want the end goal, think about another way that you can make it happen. So, okay, let me give you an example. If you're constantly next monthing your fitness goals, okay. And your idea right now of fitness is going to the gym and lifting weights and you just like can't. Okay, like for summer, you just keep saying next month, I'm going to do three days a week. Next month, I'm going to do five days a week. Next month, I'm going to da, da, da. shake it up. Okay, do something different. Sometimes when you experience resistance, it's like it is your body telling you something. Okay, I used to have a different mindset on this, but I think resistance is something it's telling us something. So shake it up, do something different. Maybe weights in the gym right now isn't your space to accomplish your fitness goals. Maybe try dancing, maybe try training for a marathon, a half marathon, a 5k, whatever, maybe try working out with a friend, you know, so just shake it up and just, and take action. Now, the thing is, is like, it's never going to be easier next month. It is never going to make more sense next month. You're never going to be more ready next month. I promise you. Um, if you stop seeing time as like, month by month or week by week, or like Mondays are a great time to start things. Or, you know, the first of the month is a great time to start things or, you know, January 1st, you stop seeing time like that and just see time as like a constant thing. It's not going to matter if you start on Tuesday, the 22nd of the month, or on a Monday of the first of the month, you know what I mean? So and it's just that five, four, three, two, one, take action. If you guys don't know that that's Mel Robbins, five second rule. She's a badass and I firmly love that role. So just start taking action, shake it up if you're getting a lot of resistance on that. And yeah, that those are those are my points on that. Okay. How do you deal with bad days slash bad news? Hmm. Okay. I have my bad days. And just like I was saying, I was saying this to somebody, or maybe I was, I don't even know, was I saying at the beginning of this podcast? I had an interesting September. I feel like I had a really mentally hard month, just feeling really low, just I don't really know what what or why, but I was not fabulous. And dealing with those low days, those bad days, those hard days, um, it's hard. So a few things I try to do and bad days, bad mood, whatever it is, is I try to journal. I share this with you guys all the time, but getting like thoughts and emotions down on paper is like such a form of like release and talking about it. So write about it, talk about it, find somebody that you can confide in that you trust in and somebody that you can just like say, Hey, like, I really just need to share some things. I'm not, maybe you're not looking for a solution. Maybe you're just looking to vent, or maybe you're just looking to, you know, grieve, you know, if it's that, if it's bad news, but just sharing it, not keeping it locked in is going to help. Um, the other thing is, is sitting in it. And I know this might sound silly, but sitting in the shit sometimes <laughs> is what you got to do. <laughs> There's no way to make that sound better, but sitting in it and allowing yourself, allowing yourself, you know, to have a good cry, allowing yourself to be in a bad mood, allowing yourself to, you know, have a bad day. Sometimes that is therapeutic in and of itself. Okay. We are human. We are going to have bad days. Okay. Like I'm here to tell you that <laughs> bad things are going to happen. Life is life and we can't control everything. Sometimes you need to have those bad days so that you can appreciate the good days. Uh, sometimes those bad days are coming to you to give you a sign to like slow down, take it easy, right? I, I firmly believe in allowing yourself to sit in it for a little bit, depending on the situation. Obviously, I, I'm not going to give you guys like a time frame, but sitting in it for a little bit and then picking yourself up and and getting after it 
not allowing yourself to stay there. And if you need to, you know, get professional help. I'm a big advocate of therapy and um, I love going to therapy. And it's, again, just a form of release, a form of healing to be able to talk and share and, you know, have another perspective on what you're going through. So that is what I will say about that. Okay. We are now switching to the business category questions. Okay. The first one, what is your best way to keep organized slash follow up with prospective clients? or business partners? Do you have a system? Okay. I'm not the most organized in the entire world. I'm going to be honest. And my system quote unquote is literally just like notes in my phone or alerts in my calendar. So let's say I'm following up with, you know, a prospective client and they say they have an interest in a certain thing. I am going to say, Hey, awesome. You know, like when can I follow up with you on this? You know, or Hey, can I follow up in two days and see what you're thinking? Uh, can I follow up tonight? Whatever that time frame is, but then put an alarm in your phone to actually follow up with them. And so that alarm will go off tonight or next week or whatever. And you'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to text so-and-so I'm going to text this person. I'm going to, you know, call this person and follow up because they were interested in this thing, right? So following up is huge. Um, and just reminding yourself to actually do it. Cause I'm telling you that the fortunes in the follow-up, you've probably heard that saying. Um, but I really don't have like a huge system. I also am a big like physical writer. So when I was really working and actively like trying to grow my business a lot, I had a notebook, a daily notebook. So I would write like, you know, all the people's names. And then I was talking to the handles, people that I was connecting with, you know, uh, perspective people I wanted to discuss things with, whatever. And I would write everyone's name down and the date. So I could then, you know, a week later could go back and check those things and be like, Oh wait, did I ever follow up with so-and-so? So that's another way of tracking. You can do that. I'm sure on the computer, like an Excel sheet or Google doc or whatever. I just prefer like physical stuff. So that's that. Okay. How do you deal with people telling you no when you first ask them if they're interested in taking a look at the business? I like to think of no as a not now sometimes. Um, and sometimes it means they just need more information or they need more, they need more reason or they need, they need something to understand what it is you're offering them. So I wouldn't take no at very personally. You never know what somebody is going through in their life and why that no is happening. Again, following up is huge or just like establishing a real genuine connection with them and like seeing what's up in their life and actually putting effort into getting to know them, right? I think building relationships is huge in social marketing. And I, you know, I definitely think that is important, but just also um, constantly following up and not necessarily about the product or the business, but about them and showing interest in them. Okay. Somebody said, I want to start a blog, but I get overwhelmed when I think about starting. What advice do you have? Okay. I love this question. First off, start the freaking blog, girl. Do it. Do it. What I have to say about this is it's never going to make more sense. I held off on starting this podcast for like a year. I'm not even kidding you. I wanted to start a podcast and I just, I kept psyching myself out about it. I was like, nobody's going to listen to it. Nobody's going to download it. Oh my God. I, what would I even talk about? I have nothing to talk about. Oh my God. Like what if like I would get myself so stressed out about it because I, I thought there was more to it than there was at the end of the day. You know, if you want to start a blog, start it super basic. You don't have to start it and have it be a top blog in the entire world. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can start it in the most basic way. Start by writing entries, like start by just writing, um, writing things down or, you know, I don't know what type of blog you want to do, but start by just putting the content together and then, you know, baby steps. Okay. Now I'm going to find which website host, which, you know, thing that I want to use. I want to now figure out what my domain is going to be like, okay, now I'm going to figure out what colors I want it to be. So like baby steps, um, don't, I was saying this to somebody the other day. It's like, when you look at one step at a time, it's not overwhelming. But if you take a look back and you see the entire mountain, it's going to be overwhelming as fuck, right? So baby steps, little things, I would say, give yourself a task, like every, whether it's every day or one, every week, give yourself a task that you're going to accomplish and then actually, you know, take action on that. I would say, do it no matter what. Don't let excuses get to you. Don't, you know, consider failure. Don't consider what are people going to think, you know, blah, 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 any of that. Just just start it. I 
think that's really just what you got to do. All right. So that kind of concludes those business questions. We're moving on to the fitness questions. Let's dive in. Okay. First question. I want to do your fitness app, but how do I know if it'll be good for me? I'm kind of nervous to subscribe to something I'm paying monthly. Good question. Okay. I kind of hit this in the beginning, but honestly, the Fit Life Fit Me app is really good for any experience level. So I have people in there who are really experienced with fitness, but they just want to turn off their brain and follow a workout on their phone, right? I also have people who are brand new to working out who, you know, want to have guidance in the gym, but they don't want to get a personal trainer, you know, so every exercise in the app has a video. So it's not like you're like looking at an exercise and you're like, how the heck do I do this? Everything will have a demonstration video, click on it, watch the video, you know, find the machine that you can go to to do it or, you know, do it wherever you are. And it'll show you everything you need to know. So you can also track your weight, track your reps within the app, which is awesome to just like be able to see your growth and your improvement. I also have home workouts in there, dumbbell workouts, HIIT workouts, like full body workouts, a quick, you know, 30 minute stuff if you can't get to the gym. So you get access to all of that when you subscribe. And right now I'm, like I said at the beginning, I'm doing a $5 off the monthly subscription. So it's $14.99 instead of $19.99. If you use the code FITLIFE, F-I-T-L-I-F-E, all caps. And you get access to all of my programs, um, including the program of my actual workouts. So like literally the workouts I do daily. Uh, you can also access those in there too. So the other thing is if you're nervous to subscribe to something, I know it's like, you know, sometimes subscribing to stuff is like, oh, you know, you know, I know what you mean. <laughs> you can cancel at any time. So if you log into your account and you can literally cancel at any point. So that's also a good thing to know. You're not locked in anything. You can try it out for a month and, and unsubscribe if you want. I have a lot of people that stay in there, you know, honestly, whether or not you have a trainer, have a program, sometimes it's nice to just have access to workouts at your fingertip. No matter when it is, where you are, you have it with you at all times, you know, so that's good. Um, somebody asked, are you still an F45 coach? Uh, if you guys know, I was coaching at 45 for a little bit here in Dallas. I ended up actually kind of uh, stopping. <laughs> I don't want to say quitting, but yeah, I was traveling so much um, ever since my Greece trip. I was then in Guam and Hawaii and I was in Charleston. I went to Florida. I, I feel like I was just all over. I was not able to be dedicated in the way that I wanted to be. And so I decided to stop. At the end of the day, I was coaching at 45 just for funsies, something to tap me into the fitness community here in Dallas when I first moved here to meet a little bit of a community. I freaking love F45. I love the people, everything. If you're near an F45, I challenge you to go try a workout. <laughs> it is awesome. The people are great. So nothing against anything at 45. I just, at this time in my life, wasn't something that I wanted to, you know, sacrifice other things in my life for. So yeah, somebody asked, are you marathon training still? I thought I remember you saying at the beginning of this year, you wanted to run a marathon. <laughs> yes, I was just speaking to somebody about this. Okay, I, I really, I really want to do a marathon. 2021 is not the year for it. Long story short, no, I'm not currently training, but I do want to. I will run a marathon at some point in my life, but it is not this year. Um, okay, last question. I'm trying to grow booty. Do you have any tips? It doesn't seem to grow. <laughs> okay, I actually did a full post of this on my Instagram. So if you guys haven't checked that out, go check it out. Uh, but I'm pretty much going to just touch on a few of those little tips that I gave in this post. Okay, the first thing is, is focusing on compound movements and progressive overload. Okay. So compound movements, what I mean there is movements that use multiple joints of your body. So like deadlifting and hip thrust and lunges. Um, and okay, so honestly, an actually quick little thing, quick little tidbit. I don't, I don't do squats for booty. Squats are mostly quads, y'all. I don't know what crazy person decided to make squats the quote unquote like booty exercise of the fucking century but <laughs> um your glutes I mean yeah there are ways to activate them more and to focus more on your glutes during a squat than than your quads however 
personally, when I'm focusing on glute growth, I am really focusing on deadlifts. I'm focusing on hip thrusts and I'm focusing on lunges. And all three of those exercises have so many different variations. Honestly, it doesn't have to be complicated. What I will say is you're going to see so many like booty building circuit on Instagram. That is literally just clickbait. Okay. I'm being real with you guys. Really. It's not that complicated. Do these simple compound movements. Make sure your form is right. Make sure you're doing mind muscle connection. If you're just throwing weights around, you're not going to do it. Um, I, it took me a long time to actually really feel my glutes being activated during exercises. And it's sometimes about, it's about minor feet placement. It's about, you know, what you're squeezing, the way you're standing up, you know, it's about so many little things. So figure out, play with it, make sure your form's good. And then mind muscle connection, like really, truly like pay attention to the muscle and the muscle group that you're activating. Um, I honestly sometimes think about like visually see the muscle in my mind and think about it like contracting and releasing. Uh, there's so much science behind mind muscle connection. It's amazing. So that's what I'm going to say. Progressive overload is the next thing guys is make sure you are lifting heavier. Okay. The way to grow a muscle is literally by breaking down tiny muscle fibers and having them rebuild. Okay. You, the only way you're going to break tiny muscle fibers is if you are challenging your muscles. So if you are using, you know, Oh, I'm going to use this little, uh, I'm going to put five pound plates on this bar and I'm going to try to, you know, do squats with them. Step it up, sister. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, progressive overload essentially means that over time, progressively, you are overloading your muscles with weight, with pressure, with resistance. And so essentially make sure you're increasing those weights. If you haven't, if you're not struggling on like the last two reps of your set, increase your set, increase your reps or increase the weight and do that same steps. But I am huge. Like when I was really bodybuilding and doing all that, I was working till failure on every set, right? So if my reps called for 12 deadlifts, right? Let's say, and if on the 12th, I could still do another, I would increase that weight. And I would literally go until failure. So if you're really being intense about it, that's what I would say. But at the end of the day, simply just continue to increase that weight because your muscle fibers break down when they repair itself, they're going to come back stronger. But again, the only way to break those down is by challenging them and, and to overload them, right? To, yeah. Okay. And then the very last thing, guys, and this is something that needs to be talked about, is increasing your food intake, okay? Fun fact, actually, to build one pound of muscle, you need 2,800 calories to support that protein turnover. So, Essentially, you need to be consuming more than you're outputting, outputting in, in terms of energy, exercising, all that stuff. Okay. So you need to be in a caloric surplus, meaning increase what you're eating. A lot of, a lot of women are in a caloric deficit or not properly eating constantly, you know, restricting themselves. And I would encourage you guys to track what you're consuming right now. If you want to be really real about it. Um, like weigh your foods, proportion things out, that sort of stuff, figure out like realistically what you're consuming. A lot of people actually underestimate what they're eating. So get a really good idea on, on where you're at right now. And honestly, a thing called a reverse diet, I'm not going to get into it right here, but you know, increase those calories little by little, maybe, you know, 50 to hundred calories per week per day. So like if you're consuming right now, 1800 calories, I would go to, you know, maybe 1850 or 1900 and do that for a week and then see where you're at. Honestly, I work with a lot of clients. I used to work with a lot of clients. I don't take any one-on-one -on -one right now, but where they would actually increase what they're consuming and lose weight and be leaner, gain muscle. Like, so the thing is, is yeah, you, you have to be in a caloric surplus, but don't just like jump from like 1800 to like 2,500, do it progressively, do it slowly. Um, okay. And then the last thing is just going to be consistency. So, you know, training glutes twice a week consistently. I train glutes twice a week is honestly my favorite muscle to work. It's our biggest muscle. It needs, it needs, you know, the energy, it needs the calories, you know, so be consistent in your eating, be consistent in your workouts. And I promise you it will, it will grow over time. My girl, it will. Okay. The next category is going to be relationships slash dating. Um, <laughs> this is what I was talking about at the beginning where I was saying like, I haven't, some of these things I haven't really talked about. 
Let's start with uh, the big one. Are you still engaged? Guys, I don't know why I get this question. Like literally 16 months later, let's see, July, August, September, October, 16 months later, guys, no, I have not been engaged for a freaking hot second. That, it's so, yeah, the answer is no, <laughs> not one. The next one, why did you end your relationship? Okay. I'm not going to get into this a whole bunch just because it's not only my story to tell and there's no reason to really dwell on it. At the end of the day, I uh, realized that that person wasn't my person uh, for a lot of reasons. It was actually something that I had known for a while, but I was terrified. I was terrified of walking away. So I don't know if anyone listening is in that situation, but I've been there and I thought about leaving for so long. And I was, there was always a reason not to, you know, like, oh, we have a trip coming up or, you know, oh, well, his, his family loves me or, you know, oh, well, shoot, shoot, now we're engaged. And, oh my God, well, you know, he's deployed. I, I couldn't do that. And, uh, oh my God, what will people say? Oh my God, all of our friends, like there were so many things, you know, but at the end of the day, I realized that I needed to do what was best for me. And deep down, I knew that I couldn't continue to like make up for the lack of happiness I was getting in my relationship. I couldn't make up for that with, you know, business success and, you know, income and dogs and friends. Like I couldn't make up for that. Like I needed to have that happiness in my relationship. And so, you know, going forward, that's honestly the biggest thing is, you know, finding a person that's compatible, someone that, you know, matches what I want in life, vision of life, values, treats me the way I, you know, deserve to be treated. So yeah, my thing is, is if you've thought about leaving, I think you got to go. I wish I had left earlier. Everything happens for a reason, but yeah, that's uh, that's the short and sweet of it. Okay. Next question. Are you on dating apps right now? I don't, you guys are so, so nosy. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have hinge. I think, I guess not really on it consistently. I don't know. It's there on my phone, but I don't even I haven't like met, maybe I've met like one person off of it. I don't even know. Um, are you single? Yes, living my best life, just meeting people, vibing with people, you know, getting to know people is really kind of what I'm doing. I'm not in a hurry to, you know, be in anything serious right now. Yeah, just loving life, loving vibes. Okay, it's another question similar to that. Have you been interested in anyone or just focusing on being single? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm getting to know people. There are people in my life that I'm, you know, love their vibe, love who they are, you know, bring out really good qualities within me, you know, interested to keep getting to know them. But, you know, right now I am, honestly, I mean, this whole year has been kind of dedicated just focusing on me. So, yeah, that is that. Uh, <laughs> all right, next question is not about me, um, more of an advice question. So, I am in a relationship that I don't think I should be in what would be your advice? And okay, what I have to say is I kind of already answered it. I kind of answered it when I was talking about my situation. And and honestly, like if it's something that you're constantly thinking about, I spent so much time thinking about that. It's something that you got to do. At the end of the day, I truly believe like what's meant to be will be. So if right now you're feeling called to like figure yourself out, to live your own life, to pursue your own goals, your own passions, live for you. Maybe that's what you need to do right now. And maybe so does the person that you're with, but staying in something simply just because you're scared or because you don't know, like, I know I was scared, like, oh my God, I don't think there's anybody else out there for me. Like I'm going to be single for the rest of my life if I leave this relationship. Right. But I firmly believe I would rather be single and happy than miserable and in a relationship. Okay. So if you're feeling called to leave a relationship or you don't think it's right for you, then you should explore that. You need to explore that because for me, at least like I would so much rather, you know, step away from relationship, try, you know, if you want, try to keep it friendly, explain where you're at, where your head's out, have those hard conversations and who knows, who knows what's going to happen. You know, maybe you need a year or two years for yourself and maybe something's going to bring you back together or maybe not. And maybe you meet somebody incredible and it's because you decided to leave. But regardless, at the end of the day, what's meant to be will be. So if you feel that tug at your heart to walk away from something, I think you need to pursue that. And I think you need to do that. And it's scary and it's hard 
and I have a few relationship episodes. So go check those out if you want. That would honestly be my advice on that. Okay, we have only two more categories. Uh, The next one is travel. I know that I've been traveling a lot, so some of you guys had some travel questions. Somebody said, places to travel not requiring a vaccine. So guys, honestly, on this one, things are changing daily. I would just encourage you guys, if you want to travel, look up the country that you want to go to and like literally go look at their embassy website or like their their rules like everybody has each country has like websites up and rules up and kind of what you need to do pretty much right now as far as i'm aware travel is a-okay you need either like a vaccine card or or a negative covid test within 72 hours so and it has to be a, a pr PCR test. Okay. Not like a rapid test. So that's, you know, what I've been doing honestly, and it's been great and easy and I've not had any issues with that. Okay. Somebody says I have a fear of flying, but I want to travel to other countries. You inspire me to see the world. Any tips for long flights? Um, sleep, sleep meds, girl. (laughs) NyQuil. I don't know if that's, you know, that's just my personal advice. I'm obviously not a doctor or anything. But if you can, you know, find a way to get yourself to pass out for the flight, you know, then you don't have to worry about being nervous during it and it'll go by fast. Uh, that and I mean, I, I don't know. I've never struggled with the fear of flying, so I don't know what that's like. I, I have a few friends who have, but I, I don't know. I don't even know if falling asleep would help. I don't know if you'd be too anxious to go to sleep. I would... Uh, yeah, I think that would be my best advice. But my other advice is just like, seeing the world is so worth it. Like, no joke. I freaking live for traveling. And I don't know if I told you guys this, but my goal is to hit 50 countries before I'm 30, meaning I have like 24 more countries to hit. And not that much time to do it in. I'm 26. Um, So I think traveling is just like the best thing. I think it's allowed me to have just like an amazing perspective on life, on culture, on people. Um, Experience is just the key to life for me. Like I would so much rather get out and experience new countries, new places, new things, new people, new food, than let a fear hold you back, you know? Like fear is fake. What is that? Like it's fake. I don't, again, that might sound really harsh, but I would encourage you to push past it and get on the plane, travel overseas, go see the world, um, and just book the trip. Honestly, book the freaking trip. Okay. And then somebody else asked, have you ever been in warmer waters than Guam? I was just in Guam. If you guys don't know, my brother lives there. Uh, I don't know if this was a joke question. I forget who asked this. The water was freaking warm. Um, and we went scuba diving and I literally just scuba dived in my swimsuit. Like I didn't even need a wetsuit or anything. It was so warm. So I guess, no, <laughs> the water was great. I was a huge fan. Somebody asked, where has been your favorite place to travel? Okay. Recently Greece. I know if you guys followed my trip, Mykonos was my, was amazing. And solo travel in general was amazing. Highly, highly, highly suggest that. I even want to go back, honestly. But my favorite place, honestly, in the entire world is Spain. Super south coast little beach town called Merja. I started abroad there in college and I became obsessed with it. It is gorgeous. I just love Spanish vibes. I love Spanish culture, Spanish food, Spanish people. I just love it all. So I would go back to Spain in an instant and I hope soon I get to do that. I haven't been there in a hot second. So yeah, that is my, those are my favorite, I guess. Okay. Now we're on to the miscellaneous, the other category. Somebody asked how many streams of income do you have? And I added it up and I have six right now. The six would be my if you guys want to know, um, I'm a huge fan. I've talked about it before having multiple streams of income. And if you can create as many of those streams of income to be residual or one day, you know, one day be residual is just an amazing thing because I think time is money. Time is everything. So if you can figure out a way to make money passively, I think, you know, every, you know, I think residual income, passive income is, is few and far between you might have to put in effort, you know, for a lot of things at first or for a certain time or, you know, even just occasionally, but 
creating those streams of income to allow yourself time outside of those income is everything. So like what I'm saying is like, don't have like 17 jobs. I mean, me personally, I don't want that. <laughs> Let's see my streams of income. I have my workout app. I have my social marketing business, my health and wellness consulting. I have my stocks and investment income. I have my Air Force retirement income. I have my rider wear athlete income. I'm an athlete with them. Um, get paid monthly on that. And then I have my PR and social media brand deals that I do. So that is six streams of income. Okay. Somebody asked, do you have TV time slash relaxation time? If you do, what do you do if you do? And why not? If not? Yes, I have relaxation time. Guys, if you don't have relaxation time built into your life, you need it. Um, we all need to decompress. We all need something that just like allows us to be. Honestly, I love ending the day with uh, Netflix, like TV, like just show something, turn my brain off. I wish I could say that like I read every single night or something. I do try to read every single day. And sometimes if I'm like in a book and I can't stop, I can't put it down. I'll do that instead of, you know, watching TV. But I like to be immersed in another world, you know, whether that's a movie, whether that's a book, a podcast, I kind of just like to get out of my world for a second. And that's kind of how I relax. I also recently started going to this lake near me and it's just sitting on the dock and listening to music. And it's been so beautiful to me. And I just do that by myself. So yeah, those are, those are my things. <laughs> how do you do your messy pun? I don't even know how to answer this question like over podcast. Um, but maybe I will do a little tutorial video on my Instagram. I know I've done one before, but that's a funny question. Somebody asked, what was the Air Force life like for you? <clears throat> okay. Long story short, Air Force life was not for me. <laughs> Hence why I'm no longer in it. I 100,000% respect everybody who is serving our country and who is in the military and who shows up every day for our country and massive amount of respect and love for those people my brother's in. I have countless friends who are in the military. I support it. I love it. However, it was not for me and that's okay. It's not for everybody. Let's be honest. Truthfully for me, it, I had a few negative experiences that kind of tainted the way I looked at it, but long, you know, the, the main, sorry, I'm kind of like fumbling over my words here. The main thing for me is that I struggle with being told what to do. If I'm being honest, I'm an Enneagram eight wing seven. And I just like challenging the rules. I like asking why I like, you know, if somebody says, Hey, this is how we do it. I say, Hey, but I think I have a better way to do it. I have a more time efficient way to do it. I think actually, you know, this should be done or, Hey, I have this idea. And and truthfully, uh, the military isn't set up to have people ask why. And I get that. So a lot of reasons it wasn't for me. I just, I'm not somebody to have a boss, I, I've realized. So yeah, that's, that's what it was like for me. The people were amazing. Um, like I said, I have so many friends, family in the military. And um, yeah, that's that. Somebody said suggestions for leaving the Air Force. I have 18 days left. Congrats. I'm guessing by the time I'm recording this, whoever asked this question um, is already out. So yay, congratulations. It sounds like that's what you were wanting. Uh, I would say, honestly, find something that you love to do. If you're getting out of the military because it's not for you, find something that fills your heart and fuels your soul and you feel like you have a purpose. Um, I think having a purpose-driven life is huge. And it might not be the first thing that you do right out of the military that gives you that purpose, but, you know, keep searching for it, keep being on your journey for it. Don't stop and just accept average. I would say, keep striving for more, keep striving to improve yourself, working on yourself, grow yourself, grow your mind, grow your perspective. Just keep working on yourself, honestly, is I, I think the biggest thing. And I guess another suggestion would be like, get those streams of income going. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing that you can do multiple things. There's so many opportunities out there these days. It doesn't have to be a nine to five. It doesn't have to be, you know, what the traditional J-O-B looks like. Um, but it can be something that allows you to live your life the way you want to live your life. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Okay. Last question right here. Would love to hear you talk more about your faith life, which I guess isn't a question, a statement more so. Uh, a little bit about my faith life was raised Catholic, was born Catholic, uh, went to church every weekend, did all of that sort of stuff, baptized, confirmed everything. But I never really felt like my faith was personal for me. Honestly, it was something more that I felt that I had to do. I lost my way a little bit 
I'm not going to lie, in college, I went through a really dark time in my life. And honestly, I, I blamed I blamed God for that in a lot of ways. I was confused and hurt and healing and not relying on him for that, trying to rely on myself to get through a lot of things, which wasn't the way. I'm really grateful. I met actually when I was living in South Carolina, I met a friend who offered to bring me to Elevation Church. And uh, there was a campus there in Columbia, South Carolina. And I remember that day just being such a emotional day. And ever since then, I would say, you know, I've been really, really in my faith, you know, some it's, it's a, it's an ebb and flow, right? And I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm human. Thank God, you know, that we have somebody who died for our sins, who loves us wherever we're at. But I, yeah, I, I, it's a constant journey for me, honestly. That's kind of where I'm at. I I would consider myself more like non-denominational Christian. And that's, that's my faith. That's my belief. And I, if you have guys have questions about it, I would love to, you know, chat with you. Not that, you know, I'm a professional or (laughs) anything, I guess, but that is me. And I love, I love sharing that with you guys. So that's the guys, that's the last, that's the last question here. Kind of ended on a, a, you know, more serious note, but I am so grateful for all these questions. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It's just more of a personal episode. I think there are a few tidbits in there. Maybe, maybe not. If you guys enjoyed it, let me know. If you guys have more questions, DM me. I'm always in the DMs. Let's get uncomfy.podcast on Instagram. Or obviously, it's Annie Graft on Instagram if you want to DM me personally. And I, you know, per usual, love these moments with you guys every week and I'm looking forward to the next one. So that's it. I hope you have a great, beautiful rest of your day. Smile, do something to make someone else smile and let's spread the love. Okay. So I will chat with you guys next time on the let's get uncomfy podcast. Bye y'all. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person, you know, would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.